This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where Billy and I tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was siblings, and our guest was Amir Blumenfeld. Please enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And this is episode number 30. 35. Okay. 35, I believe yes. that's what I say in Espanol. The yes. Kevin Durant. The Kevin Durant number. Yeah. Is he going to stick with 35 when he goes to Golden State? I think so. I think I saw the 35 jersey. They like unveiled the jersey. Yeah, They yeah, had the yeah. unveiling. You yeah. guys are very familiar with that sports expert who is talking right now. His name is Amir Blumenfeld. Yes, our first repeat guest mm-hmm. in the history of the No Joke podcast. Is that true? Yes. yes. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Every Wait, wasn't I the first guest too? Yes. yes. First guest and first repeat. First repeat. That's great. Pete and repeat. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you know where you rank amongst our friends. Yes. First. <laughs> <laughs> and we never spoke to Amir again. <laughs> Every 33 episodes, we are going. This is our promise to you, listeners of No Joke. Every 33 episodes, you're going to get an Amir. We'll wow. get Amir on. So okay. we'll see you on episode 68. 68. Oh, shoot. Who's yeah. that? Is that the Yarmir Yager? Oh, yeah, that's Yarmir nice. Yager. Oh, Hell yeah, it is. Maybe the only famous 68. <laughs> nice. Truly. Maybe the only famous <laughs> nice athletic 68. Pull, Amir. Yeah, really nice pull, dude. I think that's the only. No, Gretzky was 99. Gretzky was 99. Anthony Munoz, former offensive <laughs> tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, 68. Anthony Munoz. Munoz. Deep cut. Okay, the Boomer Esiason era. The icky shuffle. We're going all the way back to the late 80s. Cut. Yeah. How do you know the... Was you said Bengals? The Bengals, yeah. How do you know the 90s Bengals? Car, baseball, football cards. Just like sport trading cards. I don't know about you. Wouldn't you just spend hours and hours and hours just staring at your baseball card yeah. collection? Well, I, like, did, I did basketball cards, but... Yes. Yeah, but like the fact that you stared so deep... Like, when was the last time you looked at that card? Like probably 1992. <laughs> <laughs> so for 24 years, there's in been there. a bit of your brain... It's in there. That you've been watching... Walking around, sleeping, loving, living, eating, <laughs> jerking off, crying, yes. all of it. And it's always been there. Munoz. When this am I going to say the Munoz thing? When am I going to say the Munoz It's that guy thing? who goes to trivia night at the bar and it's like, I know these five things. Yeah. Like, please let Anthony Munoz be a trivia question tonight. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you haven't even accessed that information in probably 20 years. 20 years, at least. Yeah. That was just and then it was just like 68. 68, there it is. you said it. Oh, oh, Rolodex. It. There it is, 68. <laughs> Munoz, I got him. But Yarmar Yager, if I'm not mistaken, did he just retire or is he still freaking playing in the NHL? I think <laughs> hockey players just die hockey They just players. die playing on the ice. They just die there on the they ice. They have like four different retirements. Like Brett Hull is still playing. <laughs> no, right. get out of here. Chris Chelios? <laughs> I would believe that. I guess I'd believe that. Gordy Howe died, died playing hockey. Playing hockey, yeah, yeah. on the Red Wings. Oh my God. Which yeah. is weird because hockey is the hardest sport. The hardest sport. Right. So like, <laughs> wait, why can you play basketball until you're 38 but then if you're on roller skates playing football you can do it at age 44 it's exactly. true more and more nfl players are retiring after like three and four years yes. now and yes. yet hockey players are just like prolonging their careers like another 15 and 20 years i have to say that it's probably like those hockey players those nhl guys are probably super doped up on like painkillers like and is sort it, of steroids and is it career what, elongators i know it's i can't uh ice skate Yes, that's the pull quote from this episode. <laughs> I, know, I, I know I can't ice skate. No one, no can't. one said you could. Of your, like this is some sort of weird intervention. I don't know if I'm on trial for this, but you should see me. I am just a dope on ice. I'm just gonna get rid of the elephant in the room. 
I know I, I can't. I, I skate. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I can't. I know that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody cannot ice skate. So don't bring it up, it guys. Takes, okay. But once you are good at it, is it maybe that's easier than running? Like maybe it's the running that hurts the joints. When you're gliding on the ice. Did you never rollerblade? Uh, again, very bad. Okay. I'm so poor on wheels. Really? Like, I never learned how to ride a bike. So, like, as an adult, I'm, like, struggling to no figure it out. No one taught you how to ride a bike? My dad tried to teach me, but he taught me, like, on an adult bike. And then, like, when I fell off, I didn't like it. And, there was like, a lot I just gave, I'm like, I give up. I'm frustrated. I'm nine, and I'm crying, and I don't want to learn. Can yep. you currently ride a bike? I can barely. Like, I, I can – when I try to start riding a bike, like, I'll pedal, and then I'll, like, skid out to the left. Then I'll try to pedal, and I'll skid out to the right. Right. But then once I get going, I'm like, okay, now I can groove. And then stopping is also hard for me. Yep. So you can't ride a bike. I can. I can. Forty-two percent ride a bike. Yeah, you can't ride a bike less. in traffic. It wouldn't no, be safe no, for you to ride a bike no. in New York City. What I can do is like the parking lot out here. I can like get better at learning how to start how to ride a bike. There and you go. Once I'm going, like I can go straight. Right. Tur- turning is hard. Stopping yeah. is hard. That, and starting is the hardest. Yeah. That's like the. <laughs> yeah. Starting, starting is the hardest. <laughs> oh yeah. Isn't it? That's like the classic cap to every scene in sitcoms where like the little girl or boy is being taught how to ride a bike. They're going straight, they're going straight, and then oh no, they yeah. wobble out of frame. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or the camera pans because they can't they can't even move the bike to the like the, <laughs> yes. the, the, the camera just pans to the right. The camera actually goes off road. <laughs> yes. I feel like there are two types of kid. It's like the kind of kid that's like inspired by a challenge. If you're not good at something immediately, it's like I'm gonna really work hard at this. Yeah. And then there's you and I, and maybe you too, Bill. I don't know, but it's like, oh, I'm not good at this immediately, fuck it forever. I give up. I give if up. I First, Forever. I don't succeed. I'm frustrated, and exactly. I'd rather take a practice SAT. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> Can I skate? Loves the SAT. Yeah. <laughs> I am not like that. Yeah, no, I know. You like Give to me persevere. A yeah, I know. I mean, actually, for full disclosure, I was texting annoyingly Amir yesterday. Yes. I was helping uh, get No Joke Podcast, uh, nojokepodcast.com, off the ground. And Amir knows stuff about, you know, designing those things. Yes. And so I would just constantly be asking him Let these kind of teach things. Teach me, teach me, teach me. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, we mentioned No Joke Podcast. We should probably remind the listeners at home that the nojokepodcast.com is currently one-stop shopping for t-shirts, hoodies, and tanks. And those all go on your torso. You can wear them on your legs. We recommend putting all those shirts on your torso. Yes. Yep. I, want, I think I want a no-joke tank. Yeah. I've never, I've never wore a tank. Like, I wasn't a wife-beater kid. Oh, really? Yeah, I never had a tank top. Ever? Sometimes I wore, like, a basketball jersey for fun. Right. But, like, I never, like, as an adult, I've never had a tank top. A proper tank top. I was just telling this to my sister. She's like, you're selling tank tops? Like, what guys will wear that? And I think that it's going to unlock (laughs) that secret that guys want a tank. Guys and tanks. Get yourself a tank. What kind of basketball jerseys did you have growing up? Do you remember? Uh, I had uh, Antoine Walker, employee number eight, Boston Celtics. (laughs) Wait a minute. But why Antoine? (laughs) (laughs) But why him of all? was for whatever reason when i did like whatever the equivalent of fantasy basketball was yeah. in seventh grade yeah he was like my stud player he's like 1996 <laughs> peak antoine really just was. dominated yes i think he was like a 20 and 10 guy in his like second season he's pretty amazing amazing he was on that university of kentucky super team yeah. with ron mercer and yeah the, like, they were amazing and mccarty yep so tuan was my guy employee number eight i loved it uh and my friends bought me his jersey for my birthday or something very very good. uh at one time when the Celtics were playing the Clippers, I was at my friend's house and a car stopped right outside of his house and Antoine Walker came out of it. Come on, Stop Amir. it. Come How on. insane is Come that? On, dude. What? <laughs> like <gasps> wearing an Amir Blumen yeah. jersey. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, Mr. Walker, <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's really incredible. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a life highlight. Life highlight. Was, uh, uh, is basketball like big in your family? I know you're a huge basketball fan. Mm, actually, my parents... 
I don't know where I got it. I think it was from my older siblings. Hey. Hey now. Hey, Segway alert. It's hey coming. Now. It's coming, gang. Hey it's now. coming, gang. Okay. <laughs> Just tease it. Tease Just it. tease it. It's coming. Uh, older brothers were uh, basketball fans and football fans, so I think that's where I got football too. Trickle yeah, down. basketball and football. You Trickle were raised fandom. in California. Who was the football team that they rooted for? The L.A. Raiders. Oh, the L.A. Raiders. Yeah. Forget mm. all about that team. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm. And, and I, they were were they good in that era? The they Raiders? were pretty good. Yeah, like Hostetler, Tim Brown, James Jett, Rocket oh. Ishmael. Yeah, Rocket Ishmael. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. His little brother, the worst one, played for my favorite team, Syracuse. Quadri, uh, the missile. Quadri Ishmael. <laughs> The, the missile. missile. The rocket's little brother, the missile? The rocket rocket is on par with Air Jordan in terms yeah. of cool nicknames. It's a pretty freaking cool Rocket nickname. Ismail is the best name. Sick. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and that was a good segue. We are go- our topic today, we're going to talk about siblings. Yes. We all have them. We all have learned from them. Yes. They taught us about sports, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, but we're going to discuss our siblings. My sibling, uh, my younger brother, I have one younger brother, Jake. Uh, he's a very sweet, sweet man. Uh, Jake Hurwitz, we should say. Jake Hurwitz. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jake <laughs> Yeah. Different last names, different parents, but he's my brother. Um, my brother Jake also refused to learn how to ride a bicycle because he didn't learn in tries one through three. He was like, done, never learned, still doesn't know to this day, doesn't want to know, doesn't need to learn, hates it. Yeah. Why? Just, I, right? I don't know. I wish I, I should I should just I should just figure it out. It's not hard, right? But like you don't need <laughs> I don't know. You kinda have to have the attitude first, and it doesn't seem like you have the attitude. Like yeah. you were sour asking that question. It's not it's should not I hard. Learn, right? I, should, he said, I should learn, right? Yeah. I should learn, right, Mom? Right, Dad? <laughs> he sneered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eyes, eyes rolled across the studio. You <laughs> yeah. should learn, though. I taught my girlfriend how to ride a bike in Brooklyn. And See, maybe it's an Israeli thing because Israeli parents didn't teach her. No, she never learned. And I got her a bike for her birthday and not simultaneously found out, but knew that now I had to teach her how to ride a bike. Exactly. And it's funny to teach someone. It's like teaching someone how to like throw a fris- Frisbee in Iraq. Like right. it's very dangerous. It's like what we're doing here is pretty simple. Yeah. But in Brooklyn, sticks it's just high. cars are everywhere. Yeah, People are do not give a shit about you. There's nope. no empty parking lot in Manhattan. Not no, really. No. And she is wobbly armed too. Maybe yeah. as an Israeli. You know what I learned helped? This is the most useful tip it's a tip only for me in the past uh when i keep my arms straight on the handles uh i had better balance than like when my elbows were akimbo. you just like locked your elbows yeah you locked like, locked in arms. like this and it sort of helped my balance for whatever reason okay so if you are younger amir and you're yeah. currently listening to this podcast yes. or my brother from maybe 14 years ago yeah be a good tip for him lock those arms jake right so you had a younger brother younger brother he's a few years younger than me got yeah. it and you're uh, you're a younger brother i am the youngest oh. of three and i'm the youngest of two. Oh, the youngest i would have guessed older you have an older brother i have an older about you i have an older yeah i have an older brother vibe about me but my sister is older than me and like we have different uh i feel like i don't know if this is the same with you guys but me and my sister are very alike in a lot of ways yep. but we're clearly also like our own people yes she's she's much more organized than than i am yes. she's a little bit more like make a list check off everything on the list yes yeah. and i find myself being the compliment to that where yes. it's like that actually stresses me out to a certain extent well, yes there's, there's two kinds of siblings there's like oh you guys are so similar and then there's you guys could not be more different right, right. Exactly. and it's that there doesn't seem to be much uh like in between that it's right like, i know people who are like that's your brother like the, are you, you sure? Could not be more different. Yeah. Right. Or like, yes, that's obvious. Look at those. This is like two of the same humans. Yes, exactly. You said the same two. thing at the same time. Just yeah. Like, your brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of relationship did you have? We had a pretty close relationship growing up. I mean, he's like three and a half years younger, and we yeah. never really like quarreled or like 
fought really yeah. or like we're that's what they say about boys they're like oh you guys must have beat each other up I'm not like, no either. not really not really <laughs> actually we yeah. hung out wasn't really yeah. my family's <laughs> thing yeah. Just yeah smashing each other we're all pretty yeah. wobbly armed and weak yeah. so we don't really hit <laughs> we don't hit yeah right. like monopoly monopoly yeah. that got heated yeah. the only thing that really would sort of like be the, any source of friction between us was basketball because he was a huge michael jordan fan like bill and i was a huge michael jordan hater nick fan uh-huh. and we would have to watch those playoff series into my dad would have to separate us my brother would have to watch it upstairs i'd have to watch it downstairs wow that was the only that basketball <laughs> fandom was the only thing that even remotely caused any strife between yeah. us two kids from where were you upstate new york upstate new york like near albany new york we're Pleasant, getting small getting town. torn apart by a basketball player from north carolina from well I, who jordan yeah yeah he was from north carolina born and born in brooklyn i believe right a small little uh, tidbit right. definitely raised in maybe like wilmington yeah. Right. woods. yeah but yes he tore the sibling ship yeah. asunder he tore it right asunder <laughs> were you fighting with your siblings growing up was it, was uh, it a no. tense relationship not even tense uh i was i guess we were pretty close four years apart so I think I was closer with the one that was just four years above me than the one four years above him. Mm. Right. Uh, but now we're all very cordial and um, it reveals it, it reveals that like we are all pretty affable guys. Like it's it's we're good at meeting people. We're mm-hmm. good at like talking to people. We're comfortable doing it. Not good. We're mm-hmm. comfortable doing mm-hmm. it. And it reveals to me that if you were raised in a household where you could like train how to be a normal human being and a communicative <laughs> human being with yep. your family members and your siblings, you'll probably be able to then walk into the world. Yeah. Like it, it, it just shows that a healthy household clearly oh, like will bring that out. It's like the most, everyone talks about like, oh, what's your sign? When were you born? Which is, I think is complete, like random, doesn't matter oh, at all. <laughs> uh, but it siblings where you are in terms of age and that where you are with gender like that is the biggest thing hugely like, indicative a, a, even like just talking to someone and seeing somebody like for an hour like i can pretty much guess like 50 percent of the time like you have an older brother you are an older brother you can you guess the middle sister. child yeah right the middle just, child is so always telling. trying to yeah yes. it's so telling and like I, I act, I feel like I act like the youngest child. Like, <laughs> I don't look like I'm protective of ev- anybody. I'm not like the kind of guy that like, let's go camping, I'll take care of everybody. <laughs> right. I'm like, I will go with you, you will teach me. I'm I'm very open to like being led and yes. like I'm I'm quick to trust other expert opinions. Yes. Oh, it's not fascinating. Own. That makes and a lot I think of sense. It's it's exactly like uh how I was raised. We're like my relationship with my brothers because they were the ones protecting me. They were the ones teaching me. Yep. And not only that, but like because I had older siblings, I think the the kids with older siblings growing up aged uh, quicker. Mm. Like when I'm six right. years old, I'm listening to two live crew because my 16 year old brother that's what you're around is showing me like and I, why as an eight year old I know all the lyrics to like the fuck shop by two live crew. Me so horny with like right. a, a, other second graders <laughs> yeah, with like exactly. four year old sisters don't listen to that. It should music. be the wheels on the bus go round and round. We're still round and round round and round. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> horny at all. Right. Horny mean. So like where like if you had an older sibling, I feel like you you um, accelerate that totally accelerate yeah. faster and like i i know pop culture a little earlier than most people like right i remember tv shows from the late 80s and early 90s yes. where like i talked to other kids my age not kids 33 year olds my age <laughs> if they have young younger siblings they don't really remember that stuff. right yes. it is like the role that you like first are born into where it's like oh i'm going to be seven years younger than the people around me yes. it's like you'll start to immediately take that on probably into your life where it's yes. like yeah and it's also interesting it's like you're saying that almost like the sort of stereotypical box of the oldest sibling is you're saying sort of like alpha leader follow yeah. me i'm the oldest mm-hmm. and i was in a bit of 
of a position where I'm the oldest of two, and I that goes against all of my natural right. instincts. <laughs> I know ne- I am uncomfortable leading, uncomfortable with authority, burdened, burdened, burdened by, the by any syndrome. authority or expertise. So although I was the oldest oldest sibling, I would never deign to teach my brother a damn thing. Right. It's like I don't know what the hell to teach him. Even I don't know anything. Protect. Even as adults now, it's like we even like promote this show by saying we're not experts. Yeah, yeah. like we want we want to preface. If yeah. you want to meet us, know right out the gate. Yeah, we're not experts on anything. I rarely know what I'm talking about. Follow. <laughs> Come follow. Well, I think this is an example of when I would be wrong. I would I would think Billy is an older sibling and you're a younger yeah. sibling. Right. Yeah, but it's the exact opposite. Right. right. Yeah. So middle child, what's the sort of stereotype of the middle child? Is... Isn't it that they're like uh, look, searching for attention? Seeking they for get attention. loudest. Yeah, they kind of get lost. Yeah, because the oldest son was the first one. That's has all right. the responsibility. And the the youngest one can run away and it can right. also like, do everything. So the middle one, burden. Exactly. Um, we're talking about like a variety of tiers of family. But what do you say that we <laughs> segue to the first act break? No brothers. <gasps> yes. Just sisters. Oh, I okay. love this. One of our favorite television shows featuring twins and Jack Hay. Oh, God, that's right. Sister. <laughs> sister. Tia and Tamara. You know it's got a theme song. Okay, let's play it. That was the theme song to 90s TGIF sitcom Sister, Sister. The theme song probably, and this is a guess, probably written by that one guy that wrote all the 90s sitcom songs. Yeah. And that was the best time for music. <laughs> yeah. Forget would, pop music. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those theme songs. Yeah. T- sitcom theme songs. I love, yeah. I love I love old theme songs. I love the ones that tell the whole story so that, like, like just sit right back and you hear a tale. It's yeah. Like, who needs a pilot? The theme song t- explains the story. Fresh they went on a trip. They got their boat broken, and now they're on an island. And here's the show. show. Fresh Prince, like you said. Full full exposition in the song. Yes. Love that. Do they even have theme songs anymore? No. Now it's like a couple of blues riffs and like... Oh, that's really it. It just Right, like mood music or something like that. Yes, exactly. I have to do shout out that Kimmy Schmidt theme song. It's maybe one of my favorites going right now. That uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt theme song that maybe the Gregory Brothers sort of helped on, but Tina Fey's husband kind of writes all that music. But that's a genius contemporary TV theme song. I mean, there was the Save by the Bell theme songs obviously iconic amazing but i mean like even the family matters of the world yep uh i mean what was what was tgif what else was on tgif Full uh, House. step by step was a huge one the oh, roller coaster yeah I mean, that was... the roller coaster which i think was cgi'd onto the beach i don't think there's really? an actual roller coaster on the beach get really? out of here yeah, that think, was like an iconic shot i know i think they took like colossus from magic mountain and they put it on the ocean amazing my... cgi <laughs> For TGI standard definition, Seriously. they CGI'd in standard def. I say it like it's a fact because maybe my older brother told me that. Yeah, uh-huh. he was a computer programming guy. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but. It seems like it's true. Why would there be a roller coaster that close to the on the beach? Yeah, like, yeah. Literally on high the shore. tide seems yeah. a little yes. <laughs> hazardous. Yes. So, were there ever instances where your older siblings were sort of like prank playing tricks, pranking, sort of like taking advantage of you as 
kind of the baby of the family? Did that ever happen? Uh, no. All really? I remember is like mostly me wanting to hang out with my older brothers. Uh huh. Were they receptive to that? Yeah. Uh, nah, not entirely. <laughs> like when you're 13 and your nine-year-old brother wants to hang out, or like I remember when my oldest brother, who's now a doctor with two daughters, which makes sense because like he was always like the dad when my parents weren't around. Yes. Uh, Filling that older sibling lead, yeah, exactly. I'll show you how to live a life. Yeah. Yes. It makes sense that he's the father yeah. and I don't have children. <laughs> uh, how could a child have child? Okay. That doesn't make sense. Child. You do have like 50 podcasts. <laughs> oh, that's true. My podcasts are my child. You're all my child. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember one time there was a party uh, at my oldest, like maybe 17, 18 years old and I'm nine or 10 yeah. and I'm upstairs and I'm like, you know, like trying to walk down, like yeah. occasionally get a glass of water and like say hi to the high school students. Be seen for a second. Yeah. You're and like I, the glass of water is my cup. I just want the water is my way in and then I'll talk to Christy. And I think, uh, I, I, this is like a vague memory that's so kind of embarrassing but funny so I don't mind saying it. I had this rap in my brain. Oh boy. That was good start. I don't remember any part of it other than my dad's a gyno, you're a rhino. Come on, Amir. My dad is a gynecologist, so that part makes sense. And my brother was yeah. a lot of rhinoceros. <laughs> I was wondering about the second part. <laughs> so, like, I remember, like, this is amazing. I'm going to go down there and, like, casually start rapping. Maybe, like, the high schoolers were like, who's this fucking awesome nine year old? This is amazing rapping. Yeah. He knows what a gyno is? And Maybe like, Suge Knight is downstairs. <laughs> this is my shot. <laughs> so, I'm, like, down there, like, you know, like, casually, like, like oh, what's up, dude? And, like, casually trying to rap that rap. Oh, my naturally got to yeah. get it. But it's just like 17-year-olds that I guess are trying beer for the first time. Right. Oh, oh my Lordy. God. Did you get to say it? Did you ever get that water? Uh, that's a good question. I don't. That part isn't in my brain. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, my dad is a gyno, and you, and you are, are a rhino. rhino. Yeah. <laughs> and Kristen, your older sibling, Bill, yes. she was – I mean, Kristen's like one of the living – one of the sweetest living human animals ever. So she was yeah. never like – she, locking you in a closet, spooking you. No, she wasn't. I was, though, the brother who would like kind of push boundaries, not yes. against my sister, but against everything. Yes. And so I would be the one who would have parties when my parents went out of town. Uh, yeah. And she didn't necessarily she – would, she would party too, but yeah. she didn't necessarily – she was just more in line with respect than I was at yeah. a young age. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't necessarily – I wasn't able to think outside of like, well, I'm really disrespecting my parents' house right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and there was like times where like I would visit her at college and, you know, like I would be going a little too far and she couldn't really pull me back. But I think that there was a mutual respect yeah. throughout the whole entire thing. Like I admired how capable and like she would just like put her mind on something and do it. Yeah. You know, she met a great guy. She knew she wanted to marry him. She now has two kids as well. Yes. Great. Like great role model for like how to raise your kids. Fill in that older sibling role. I'll yeah. show you how to live right. Right. Yeah. Let me and, show you how to do it. And you know, <laughs> Two kids and you stop it too. And it also, <laughs> it takes the edge off of uh, guys like us where it's like, okay, our parents now have grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. can still do these podcasts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. The pressure's just off a little bit. That's do you right. ever feel the sister protectiveness thing? In what sense? Like, who's this guy that's talking to my sister? Yes. Oh, that was me. I was always the... That's little sweet. brother who was like, I'm going to beat up the, any guy who's like treating my sister wrong. Yeah, never did. I never, never had that. Like with brothers, it's like, yeah. you want your brother to like hook up with girls as yeah. much as possible. You're right. Like, who's that girl talking to my bro? You're like, all right, bro, talking to a girl. Yeah, I was exactly. lucky enough that my sister was like pretty studious. And like, at least in high school when I saw her a lot. So in, there was never like, my parents never had to worry about her like doing anything bad right. necessarily. Right. I, I mean, I'm speaking from my perspective of that. That might have been a little different. But she was always just like, she's a, on the straight and narrow. I didn't need to, yeah, it didn't seem like there was any anything like 
necessarily like who is she surrounding herself with. I right. think that I was probably more that child. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the context, you're the troubled child, and that is in the context. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's in, in the con- context. I mean, relative. It's a pretty healthy family. It's relative, yeah. Right. I also love hearing you say that you think that you, your sister is so hyper-organized and you're not, because I perceive you, compared to me, to be the most organized. Right. So right. it's all totally relative. Yeah. yeah. You know what I guess that when I say organized, it's like, you know when you go to some people's houses and it like smells nice mm-hmm. and like the windows are always open and yeah. like everything feels like clean? Yeah. Like, on your cleaner, like, you're, like your house is real clean? Like yeah. you're an adult? I haven't achieved that. Oh, yeah. you're not an adult I'm yet. not quite there. Yeah, like that is the organization that like, that's what I say, that's organization. Yeah. yeah. Her, her house always has like a fresh flower on the table. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nowhere near that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Nowhere near I have that. a bunch of dead flowers on my bed, but that's <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> and I have flour in a bag in the kitchen. <laughs> don't know that's, what to cook it with, Yeah, I but I know, know you're supposed to have flour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's nice also now that we're like adults and net, just like re sort of reestablishing relationships with your family, especially with your parents, but also with your siblings just as adults. And now yeah. when me and my brother are hanging out, it's like, oh, shit, like you're just like I'm 33 and you're like 29 and now we're just like two two humans. Yeah. <laughs> just like two adult humans. Yeah. yeah. The, there's like, something nice about that. I find that I'm like able to talk to my parents differently. Too, yeah. Just as I age up a little bit. And I don't think there's any sort of like conscious decision where it's like now you're this age, you can talk about this thing. Yeah. But there is something, like, more comfortable about, like, seeing my parents and older sister as a peer. Yeah. To a certain extent. And yeah. just kind of speaking a little bit more freely or, yeah. you know, almost even imposing my own perspectives yeah. a little bit more. Maybe more than I ever would before. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something nice about being raised in a house where you can grow into that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're all four years apart, Amir. You're saying it's, like, nice and presidential election. Totally. Sort of... It's very, very life cyclical. Like, one graduates from high school, the other one enters. One graduates oh, from college, the other one. Just, like, on a rotation. Keep I think I, mainly because I grew up, I'm like, if I ever have kids, four years, that seems to be, like, the perfect That's the sweet amount. spot. That's the distance. That's, yeah, you'll procreate yeah. for four years. <laughs> Every Olympics will get hot and heavy, have a child, yeah. <laughs> right. and then that's it. That's right. After <laughs> women's gymnastics, we get the gold and hit the bedroom. Yeah, that's just we how it works. Gold. Right. Yeah. yeah, there is something fun, though, and we'll probably talk about it more in the third act because that's when we try and talk about the future of it. But there is something fun about imagining a house full of kids, to yeah. me, at least. To like to have this, like, as a person, I, I talk about it a lot, who grew up playing team sports, there's just something so fun about watching little teams form. Yeah, it's comforting. We watched, Marina and I watched the uh, Olympic women's team win the gold medal last night, and then they were interviewed by Bob Costas. Yes. And the interview was perfectly lovely. I mean, they're totally charming girls. Bob Costas who ages in reverse. It's amazing. (laughs) It's incredible. It's it's death-defying and horrifying. Yeah, he's kind of like that Dick Clark guy where, like, he's just going to, like, die out of nowhere. It's not okay. He was 98? He went back to sick. Now he's six years old. Right. It's like he went back. But she, Marina kept saying, she's like, is this interview interesting to you? It was like 12 minutes of just talking about like nothing with these gymnasts. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the, it is because I love watching and listening to people talk about teamwork. Yeah. Just yeah. teamwork is like so fun. And I, you were lucky that we have siblings to kind of be yes. raised with that. And there is something really romantic and very impractical about having like eight kids. And like, I, I like, I sired a, a team, like oh. I sired a baseball team. I it's don't know. great once they turn 18. Like, yeah. I feel like zero yeah. to 18 is a struggle. Seriously. And then it's like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll fucking have eight, 18 year, like adults <laughs> underneath me taking yeah. care of me. That's yeah. great. I mean, I'm just not willing to put in the hard work to get to that point. 18, so that, that yeah. how old can you be when you can still be up for adoption? Can a 17 year old be up for adoption because <laughs> yes. I have an idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to adopt kids. I just want a dozen 17-year-olds. A dozen at once. Yeah. But I am still curious as to what uh, half a half me would be. 
Like, yes. the gene- I need a genetic uh, half-clone of myself. Do you that find so yourself turning enough. into your parents more and more the older you get? Mm. Not turning into, but maybe just, like, it revealing itself more and more? Uh, maybe so. My, I think I'm more... My personality is more like my dad. He's more laid back and, like, mm-hmm. doesn't let things affect him. Laid okay. back, I know. But maybe my personality was formed more by my mom because she was the one who was like, you have to be organized. You have to have this. You have mm. to do this. You have to be here. There she was go. not, like, letting me learn by mistake. There she you was, go. She never wanted me to learn the hard way. Yeah. She'd be mm-hmm. like, you can't drive to San Diego. That's dangerous. I'm uh-huh. like, okay. Right. And then she's like, when cups are uh, a little bit wet, don't put them in a drying rack like this because uh, there's going to be mold at the bottom. So you have to put them upside down. No trial and error. That's I'm gonna, awesome. I'm going to cut this off at the pass. I'm going to tell you the right way first. Yeah. So you do it the right, right. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the act break, I need to know how to put my cup. Oh, okay, that's actually, yeah. I'm really quite curious. It's upside down. It has to drip out of the opening. Oh, so you're just saying that you want the, the opening of the cup down because it'll obviously drip out. Drip, drip, Otherwise, drip. it'll just like pool. Sometimes you clean a bowl and a lot of people will just place it to dry. And I'm like, oh. Face up. I see that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Amazing. That is a dangerous game. <laughs> we've become, we've been friends now for about two years and I'm still just, the things you say hit me in such a way sometimes where I'm like, I am so in line with what he is talking about. I just thought that that's a dangerous game. <laughs> that's, that's a, I wouldn't do it like that. Just me. Playing with fire there. It yeah. just doesn't equate. I see it in my mind and I'm like, well, that needs to be fixed yeah. right now. Yeah. Another, another version of that is like... Um, when you finish doing a uh, washing, uh, washing machine, you, yeah. you take your clothes out. I never close the door out because there's still condensation and moisture let it inside. Air. I let it air out and dry and then close it. If I close it right away, it's dark, it's moist, it's hot. That's where mold You have no from. idea how much Billy is agreeing right now. You're his, so right. His body. Billy is agreeing with every part of his body. I mean, you could go on and on. I feel like every single one will be the same. It's like there's just little details where it's like in my house, like if the toilet paper roll was up, you replaced it. Right. It's like it's just logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't just put another one on top of the empty carton. You went not. You pitched for eight innings. Finish the game. Finish like, the game. You went to. You went to the dirty closet. Grab the toilet paper. You're you right it there. In. You're right there. Come on. I'm just placing it on top of the empty co- the cone. Yes. <laughs> there are rules to this. There's rules. Yeah. Did you grow up in a house like that, Adam? Uh, where there were sort of like like strict kind of like not even strict. My parents didn't really care one way or the other about washing machines or even toilet paper necessarily. <laughs> um, uh, but they're really Adam yeah. is covered in flies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've never used toilet paper. Unfortunately, I wish I had learned. Uh, they yes, they were also. I mean, they're cautious, so they were very much like they were. In a, like when my brother didn't want to, when he like at the least at the sort of first sign of resistance that he didn't want to learn how to ride a bike, they weren't going to push him to do that. Right, it was just like they very much sort of like. Let us kind of dictate our interests and what we were just interested in, and that was like totally cool and fine. Yeah. So that's what I wish my parents did. My parents didn't push me at all. Yeah. So like I never went camping. I never went to sleepaway camp. I know. Like I would cry, and they'd be like, "I don't want to deal with this." I right. Know. So it's hard to be like, "I wish you would have been meaner to me at the time." Yes. Because like they were, they probably didn't want to like force me to do anything that would make me really sad. But I wish they had forced me to do more stuff because I felt like that would have created a better adult human is it just hilarious it's like parenting seems impossible it's yeah. like there's no like damned if you do damned if you don't it's yeah. like let your kid figure it out when they're adult they'll be like why didn't you make me yeah right. i mean if you make them they're like you shouldn't have made me and it's just like all right no. just, you gotta feed them that's yeah, point just, just start with feeding yeah them. just keep me alive yeah. everything else is bonus basically a tamagotchi this same a small note clean you, clean me you when guys i'm gross. did great you yeah. guys did great you, i <laughs> turned out fine my brothers are 
more successful than I. Three for three as far as I'm concerned. Likewise. Parents. Uh, Frank uh, and Marianne. Yeah. Aces right yeah. now. Yeah. Kristen. Aces. Aces. But if we're looking for notes, these are a couple. couple <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could have learned about the cup rack earlier. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Could have uh, pushed me to ride a bicycle. Maybe a unicycle. I could be in the circus by now. Um, we're in the second act break now. Uh, do you have a song, either of you, that relates to family at all? Um, family at all. Family, siblings, brothers, mm-hmm. sisters. We've already covered the sister genre. That's right. Uh, my uh, brothers, I learned a lot about music from my older brothers. They used to do mixtapes like in the early 90s, late 80s. Cassettes? Yes. Yeah, cassettes. That's where I learned about like Two Live Crew, learned about Sir Mix a lot. Yes. Um, there was a song, I wonder if you can find it. It's This is probably not even worth it, but I'll keep talking. Please. There's a song called, uh, and I've never, this is another one of the things I... I thought about in 1991 and never <laughs> thought about since my brother had a cassette go uh and it was by a singer slash rapper maybe okay. called mellow man ace okay a name i haven't said out loud since 1989 <laughs> is the song okay and it's i believe the song is called menti rosa which brother means... it's all over youtube <laughs> menti rosa amir you which are unlocking the Munoz spanish memory. it's half spanish half english menti rosa and it's about lying i don't i don't ever even learn spanish does do you know what menti rosa means no no but we'll probably try and find out in the act <laughs> yeah break. let's find out let's, right, play let's play mellow man aces menti, menti rosa. rosa from amir's older brother's mixtape from probably 1989 <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> Straight up, porque bro de medida cuenta. 
that on Main Street her cuerpo estaba a la venta. Now get some, make it quiera, get some, cualquiera. Hey yo, she don't care, man, she's a tremenda fiera. Yeah, you're hot to try and out to get what I got. Pero ya que te conozco, what I got to get, nah. Es you just a mentirosa con tu lengua venenosa. Today you tell me something, y mañana otra cosa. Girl, I can't believe it. You know, my mother's talking about me. My, my friends are talking about me. Not me, about you. About me? No, but a skeezer. A skeezer? Sí, no uh -huh. uh -huh. I, I, like, I bet you go to church and you're scared to confess. No, I do confess, baby. I do confess. Uh -huh. Wait, yeah. Do you tell the truth, though? Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. Thank you? Yeah, you're nothing but a skeezer. You know what? I got some other stories to say about you. And it goes like this. Estaba en tu casa y ring Te costó phone Recogiste y dijiste Call me back, I'm not alone Él quería tu dirección Yeah, just your address Y antes que colgaste I heard you say Hi, Alabao, que descará Is what ran through my mind So I said, let's go out tonight She said, we go out all the time Alabao, man Ella no sabía de yo I knew her plan De que iba a salir With that other man So I told the girl in Spanish I said, hey, ya me voy Cause you ain't treating me Like I'm some sucker toy Cause who needs ya anyway Con tu lengua venenosa Today you tell me something Y mañana otra cosa Mentirosa that was the track Menti Rosa by Mellow Man Ace, as featured on Amir's Older Brother's mixtape <laughs> That's right. uh, from Actually, back in the day. I sent him a picture of that YouTube link, and he said, LOL, and then a line from the song. So he also remembers. That's brotherly love. That I'm is sure, a lifelong sibling connection. I'm sure everyone had already heard Menti Rosa. Obviously. Yeah, but why all. not play it again? It's one yeah. of the classics from the era. Right. I have to make a really quick correction. I feel like a fool. I referenced Anthony Munoz at the beginning of the episode, said he was jersey number 68 for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was, in fact, jersey number 78. Boo! Oh, I, uh, <laughs> idiot, you're an idiot. So, I mean, I'm afraid that we can't have you uh, until episode 78. I'm really sorry, oh, dude. <laughs> we made that pact. Yeah, you know, that, that, that reminds me, Adam. Adam and I used to host a television show called Sports Talkers. We did. On Fusion. Yes. And um, you one time, okay. and like, so the, the show would, it was live, five nights a week. And we would record it live. Live TV. Film it live. Amazing. And... That really, when we found that out, suddenly we're like, you know, doing a podcast, at least you can edit it out to a certain extent, but you like need to be aware of what you're saying. Yeah. You could be very insulting by accident and not yeah. mean it at all. Right. And so Adam and I were trained now to like be aware of what we're saying. And you in an episode, and this is how sporty the show got oh, God. in one episode. Don't worry. Okay. Um, you mentioned, <laughs> worry. you mentioned the two like, like weird fish from the little mermaid flopsum and flopsum. Oh, flopsum, flopsum and, and jetsum. jetsum. That was, for, yeah, those are the eels. Ursula's eels. You, you named, you called them the wrong name yes. on an episode. No one cares, right? Like <laughs> no. I don't care. The no. viewers don't care. Nobody cares. No. You carried that with you carried that mistake with you for a while and like you didn't like that you made that mistake. And part of me was like, Oh, this is kind of like a this is an interesting quality of Adam. Yes. Who knew that he'd be so hung up on saying the wrong thing? <laughs> and then we had Kenny Maine on as a guest. And Adam was like, Yeah, you know what? Like I actually like call Flopsum and Jeff some like <laughs> Ricky and Jeff or something like that. And Kenny Maine admitted the same thing. He said, When I host Sports Center, if I say like one thing that's like even the slightest, most <sighs> inconsequentially wrong detail, 
it eats me alive for I the don't rest know of the why episode. It is. Yeah. So for I'm Adam not even to a perfectionist like that. It's so just... for Adam to realize that Anthony Munoz is actually number seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. You need to understand that he he felt that. It yeah. He felt that mistake. Yeah, it yeah. matters. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Adam feel told that? us in the act break that he was going to the bathroom. Did you go and Google Anthony Munoz? I asked Marty to Google it. I asked <laughs> Marty to Google it. I got the response and I felt disappointment and I peed that disappointment right out. Was and there a I... follow-up at all? You go into the bathroom like, Marty, will you uh, Google Anthony Munoz's jersey number? It's quite and literally then, what happened. And then you pee, flush, you go out and you go 78. Exactly. And then you're like, right. That is a fully functioning office. You right nailed there. it. We work at, we're networking here. We're a family. Less questions, more answers. <laughs> Marty, I'm going to need Munoz's jersey number when I get out of the Munoz. camp. Oh, my God. He knows. He knows it means Anthony. We yeah. got a 78 out. Adam. Yeah, he knows Munoz. <laughs> he knows Bo knows Munoz baseball. <laughs> he knows Munoz numbers. <laughs> Can we get a picture of Bo and Munoz? Bo knows Munoz. Bo knows Munoz. Munoz football. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, uh, let's remind him one more time. If you go to nojokepodcast.com, yes. you can buy some swag there. We would love if you did. I think the nature of how our shirts work, Amir, is um, we are selling them on a site called Tiful, and the way they work is kind of like Kickstarter, mm-hmm. where um, if a certain amount of people order a, a shirt, then it will go into production. And how many t- tanks have to be purchased? I think it's something like a, a combination of maybe like 20 hoodie tanks mm-hmm. and tees. Okay. Adam and I are aiming to sell roughly uh, ten to 15,000. Yeah. Oh. We're trying to change Minimum. the game. Oh. We want to change the game. We want to change the way people wear clothes. Right. Oh. So we did the same exact design on three different shirts. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. yes. So we've great. been telling people just as a safety precaution or just as sort of precaution, buy, definitely get one of each. Definitely yep. get a hoodie. Definitely get a tee and a tank. And we were telling people last episode, you want to put the hoodie on first? For yes. warmth, the tea goes over the hoodie, and the tank then finally is the piece of resistance that goes over the tea. <laughs> you see so you it all. Wear those in conjunction. You see it all. You see it all. You've uh, you have a lot of like swag and merch, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You make some of it, but then fans make other shirts. Is that right? Yeah, mostly fan made. Really, uh, inside joke T-shirts. What mm-hmm. kind of uh, cut? What kind of cut are we seeing there? <laughs> you know? I'm making the money signs with my fingers. <laughs> yeah, you should I'm see the Johnny pretty... Manziel money sign. I wish I was more involved in the merch. Uh, we like set it up three years ago, and I. It's like direct deposit, so like I don't even know yes. what's happening when. I'd have to like log in like once a year to be and like, who, oh, and sold. who has the time to log in? Yeah, yeah, and then I you have to look at the password. In. and yeah. like oh, reset my password. Nothing, nothing makes me. Yeah. Funny Bye. enough, I can't wait to log in <laughs> and you see how many shirts I can. At first, it's great. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and then after a while, much like any endeavor. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Now, totally. Amir, were you getting t-shirts? Were you getting hand-me-down t-shirts from your siblings? Was part of your wardrobe as a youth just old t-shirts that your brothers didn't want? Yeah, I bet yeah. a lot of like uh basketball's life the rest is just details Had it. yeah still have it <laughs> that's good that's still when you have that shirt that's yeah. when you want your brother t- your brother's interest to align with yours yeah, yeah. because i mean that's a good shirt that's to get that's shirt. a great shirt right yeah yes. uh, hats i'm sure yes it was mostly like uh not sense of style but like every pop culture reference i knew between like the ages of six and 13 right. was just what is Ben like? What is Yair like? Yes. What are they watching? What are they doing? Yes. I'll right. do that too. Right. Like other like there's no reason for an, an eight year old who moved from Israel to America six years ago to like know who these raiders are. Yes, exactly. Right. Like, yeah. And it's so funny, it's like because you just depended on their taste, like thank God your brothers had good taste. Yeah. Like you could have been like if they had shitty weird tastes, then like you do too now. Because now I'm uh, I'm now I'm a bigger basketball fan than them. So like, yeah. they waned a little, and I'm like, yeah, sports, 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 sports. And now I'm 33. I'm like, do you guys watch the NBA draft lottery? And they're like, no, no, no not dude, really. have kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I heard Brandon Ingram was pretty good, but uh, yeah. Well, that's all I know. Yeah. Uh, those are 
Child. Kids. We'll talk about your kids now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, uh, so I was raised in a family. Uh, my mother was an actress. My father was a musician. And while my mom, like, wanted to have sports in the household, just as an option because it wasn't coming from my dad yeah it was still hard to like talk sports there was no one to really talk sports with yeah and then your sibling my sibling marries a sports fan oh. and now i have a brother-in-law who a sports aside is like the model for who you would hope would marry your sister oh wow it's like smart responsible like a good father driven really playful too and all this yes, kind of he's thing. a great guy but he is a sports fan so, and now i have a brother yeah and now I could talk sports, but how did you during have Christmas? It? If your parents didn't like it, and your sister didn't like no, it. No, your mom was a Met fan. She your mom a, likes the Mets. She was a Mets fan. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It was just that it wasn't a, like a big sports household yeah. where it was like everyone was talking about the score of the Giants game. The Mets are playing tonight. Are you going to the Islanders game? There was none of that. Yes, I did have some uncles uh, who kind of played some college sports, and that I would kind of be surrounded by that. But it was more like friends' big brothers. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of like reaching out. Where it was like, all right, well, I don't have exactly this in my family, but they do. Yes. So I'm gonna sleep over at their yeah. house. Oh, and maybe we'll play yes. Bulls vs. Blazers in the '92 playoffs. Exactly. Forever. Tecmo Bowl for seven straight hours. Yes, yes. Tecmo Bowl is the best forever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I remember wishing that I wishing and sort of longing for uh, an older sibling. I remember just the feeling of like growing up and just like kind of being jealous or envious of my friends who had older siblings. That makes sense because I felt the same way. I wish yeah. that I had a little brother. Yeah, so bad. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I would have thrown him everywhere. <laughs> like that's just. <laughs> It yeah. just it's a like, funny thing to ask your parents, like, Mom, can I have an older sibling? Like, yeah. impossible. Just the best we can give you is a younger sibling. Yeah, exactly. The older one is not going to happen. I don't want a younger one. Yeah. yeah. We can still... you give birth to a nine-year-old? Pass. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't figured out how old you can be to get adopted. Yeah. There's still that 17-year-old option out there? Yeah. I would I th- say 18. I'd say 18 is the cutoff. 18, At you're some legal, point. you're an adult. Right. Right. I think that might be the threshold. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. But uh, go to our website and adopt, uh, adopt a kid. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sell t-shirts. Tanks, hoodies, and children. And children. Yeah. Just yeah. a few children on the website. No Joke Say. Podcast. <laughs> um, so it's the third act of the No Joke Podcast. In this, we like to talk about what we think the future will hold. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough to say this is what the future will hold for my siblings. Yes, but yeah. here's the thing. I'll throw out a hypothetical. Would you be okay? Where on the okay to totally uh, horrifically stunned and traumatized would you be if your parents now adopted a child and you just had a new sibling <laughs> Good question. out of nowhere? Good would you question. be cool with that? Like, I uh, would be. You would be. Yeah. I mean, we're both out of the house, and if my parents just, like, were like, you know what? We're going to do it. Yes. Meet your new brother. I how, would old, treat- how old? How old? Um, I, I would Good take, question. I would take any age. Uh, I think that my parents, because they're, like, you know, getting up there, they're, I mean, like, they're 65. I don't think they're ready to they, – I don't think they want to, like, take care of an infant and, like, raise a new human life. Yeah. Right. I think they would, like, start baseline – Right on the cusp, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Like a troubled youth. I would, oh, yeah. Uh, troubled youth I can get down with. I don't know if I can, like, handle uh, my parents having a baby. A new baby. No, yeah. no. I, who's got time for that? Who's no, got yeah. time? I wouldn't even want an 18 year old. I'd take, like, a, a 12, 13. Yep. I oh, think you, so. want, you just want to be, like, a little brother program. Yeah. yeah. I think that I would like to, like, again, throw this thing around. Because <laughs> you still want to mold their personality in your image. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I still want the space to, yeah. It, it I want to be able to that. dominate them if I want to. Right. Well, yeah. well we have nieces and nephews. That's right. Sort of like that yes uh, yeah i guess just in the hypothetical i'm just trying to figure out if my parents were to tell me we're adopting someone your call on the age yeah. Yeah. your call that would be nice <laughs> i'm gonna go with like a 10 year old brother yeah, that's exactly. great yeah for yeah. the win yes um what about you uh um you're talking about if my parents were adopting yeah well uh, i think i think i think i don't need that extra responsibility uh, yeah yeah i think uncle is the perfect level yes yes I, I love being an uncle you get to hang out play fun guy great times yes. making kids laugh yes uh every joke 
kills because they're seven. Were you at 11. the hospital when your nieces uh, were born? No, I was in a different state. Okay, God. I was there when my first nephew, uh, my nephew was born. Wow. And it was like this like totally like, of course, like huge moment where you suddenly like have a new family member and like everyone's just like operating this like cloudy dreamlike place for a second. Yeah. And then you look at your sister and her husband and you think like, wow, your lives just changed like right here, yes. Yes. right now. And then you look to your girlfriend and you say, let's get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like let's we love sleep. this child and yeah. we support you. Yeah. Like, we can still go home. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember you telling me about like, because your sister Kristen, as organized and as sort of like, sort of a serious of a human being as she is, she's also obviously, given your family, deeply silly. Yes. Profoundly, profoundly silly. Yes. And I remember you telling me that even, you know, in that moment of sort of having given birth to Ryan, I was there. Was oh like, God, hey, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, I walked into the, I was the first one allowed into the room. <gasps> uh, like, to see the baby for the first time before wow. my parents his wow. middle name was named after me like it was like Wait, his middle name is william yeah oh my god pretty yeah nice, it's pretty right? great that's awesome and um walk into the room she's there she's holding ryan my nephew and it's just like really quiet and like i'm gonna default to this like environment yeah. and be peaceful it's a brand new life in the room i didn't even know what to say first like i was really i felt like six inches off the ground and i walked up to her and i was like let me can i see him and she like shows me him and i was like how do you feel and she looks at me and she says, Billy, when he came out, he went blub, 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 blub. <laughs> and I just scream laugh. I was like, shattering, shattering. That was the thing that she needed to tell you first. And the thing that she needed was an Italian hero. So, wow. so you can't eat, I guess, like salty meats in your like third trimester or your third round of pregnancy. I don't know yes. what it is. But she said, Billy, this is what I need from you. Yes. I need you to have a footlong Italian hero waiting for me from this very specific <laughs> deli so that when this thing comes out, I can start eating prosciutto <laughs> and salami wow. and provolone all over again. I thought you were the Italian hero. Yeah. Ain't that nice? Uh, I need really. a hero. <laughs> Weirdo. Weird Al? Yeah. <laughs> Weird Al possible? That's Weird it. I need a hero. Oh, that's a good one. No. Uh, um, I'm going to put this out there, Adam. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned Weird Al. Mm -hmm. I've been working on something, and it's going nowhere. What is this? So we have a friend who used to work at a record label, um, Jive Records, yep. for okay. a long time. Okay. Yes. And he's gotten Adam into some Weird Al shows. Yep. Uh, he got like Weird Al to meet your family. I big, think time, big time. Big uh, time. I've been Huge. reaching out to him, and it's not going to happen. So I could tell you now to try and do a sneak attack to get Weird Al on the show without oh, telling you. Holy crap, Billy! Wouldn't Imagine that be a treat? That. Are you out of your mind? I'm now. <laughs> just you saying that just is also of like the best gift I've ever received. <laughs> just the fact that you're putting any effort into that whatsoever makes me feel indebted to you. Sadly, <laughs> I'm now at the place where I know that that's probably not going yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. So this is the second best version of that, where I could tell you at least i was working on it billy that's really thank great. you man that right. really means a lot to me right that's <laughs> could you get me an italian hero i got you <laughs> i got you nothing and yet it still feels like i've given you a gift. <laughs> yeah exactly perfect it's literally the thought that counts yeah, yeah. and weird al if you're listening come on our podcast yes Please, obviously yeah. come on our podcast and way to stick around to the 48th minute yeah thanks for Amazing. sticking this one out did <laughs> not did not expect that of you weird al yes oh, thank you so much have you ever seen weird al in concert amir never oh brother that was one of my the first cds that uh my brother same to take uh, I took from my brother's uh, Bad Hair Day. Yes, dude. Yeah. Amish Paradise, etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. One of the first cassettes I ever had was Fat. 
which was bad, his parody yeah. of the Michael Jackson bad. bad I, yeah. yeah, that was the sort of foundation of my <laughs> musical awareness whatsoever. Music and comedy. Yes. All rolled up into one. Yes. And once again, Weird Al, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening yeah. to 48. It means oh. a lot. And he if was... he can, yeah, like, honestly, like, the fact that he's listening is so awesome, but if he can rate and subscribe, that would be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Follow us on Twitter oh, at NoJokePod. No Weird Al. Yes. Yeah. And if, if Weird Al can buy either a tank or a child, that would be, like, yes. beyond. Incredible. Get the beyond. kid. Get the tank for the kid. Above and beyond. One stop yeah. shopping. Above and beyond. No joke podcast.com totally. for all of Weird Al's adoptive needs. <laughs> <laughs> we really ended on a high note, boys. <laughs> yeah. End with Weird Al buying your merch on your website. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thanks to Weird Al for listening to the podcast. Thanks, and thanks to Amir for coming on the thanks podcast. Thanks for being our no. first repeat guest, Amir. I love being here. This it is was, so fun. Amir had to just go up about 10 steps from his desk, and now he's in the studio. We love having you in your studio. It's yeah. great. Yes. It's great. So comfortable. <laughs> um, but thanks for doing Headgum, dude. Goes no a long doubt. way. Yeah. Thanks for being on it. Yeah. Uh, so, for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. Adam Lustig. Today, our guest was Amir Blumenfeld. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>